0: This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. Of all these opinions, this is the one that continues to blindside me, dumbfound me, gobsmack me, thunderstrike me.
1: blasphemy.
0: Absolute blasphemy.
1: Okay, it's happening.
0: Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm!
1: This is the Overreaction Podcast. I am Chase. With me is always my my holiday cheermeister. We have Cody Smith in the building. How are you
0: doing today, man? We're doing pretty good. I am not the festive type, but, you know, we we do enjoy the time. I'm back with the family right now as y'all are listening to this. So it's a good time to see everybody. Hope y'all are having a fantastic holiday season as well. Chase, happy holidays to you and yours as well. And uh, But, you know, the biggest thing of the holiday season is all these games that are being played on Christmas Day, all of these games that are deciding if our teams go to the championship game into week 17. Hopefully your Christmas isn't ruined because of maybe some games lost in fantasy football playoffs. Hopefully, I mean, either you or I are going to have our day ruined by the time this is out and the people are listening to it. So
1: it'll be it'll be a pretty fun day whenever this one comes out. Yeah, if it's me, um, I'm going to be ruining somebody else's holiday at the same time. And that's going to be my my family. So hopefully that's not th- No, I'm just kidding. But uh no, yeah, happy holidays to you. And uh, as well, man, like, I, I'm glad you're able to get some time uh, away, get go back home, see the fam. Uh It's needed, you know, when you when you live so far away, it's always needed to, uh, to get face to face again. So yeah, and and uh, we're going to be, we're going to have a real tough battle this weekend. So we, we chopped up a little bit of Royal rumble. That's the big match. If we have, by the time you're listening to a, to this, one of us is in utter devastation. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's kick things off here. We are since we are having the holiday breaks, we're recording these a little bit early. We are going to be doing um some roster co- roster construction, kind of take away from what Scott was doing. We're going to break down some actual rosters and do some team reviews and really look at where some teams are in in their current roster construction, where they're at in their league, break down some of the uh, some of the recommendations and things like that. So we'll kind of dive right in there and just kind of kick things off and and start with. Tell us a little bit about this specific team and the league itself, settings, things like that, so we can kind of have an idea of what we're working with here.
0: Yep, and normally we've done these in the past. Normally we do one of yours, one of mine, but I wanted to reach out to one of my guys that's been supporting me all throughout the overreaction pod days. I hate JV or IH8JV as I've been reading it for the past year that I've been in this league. Plus, uh, you, you were just informed me that it's probably not what I had been reading it as his team <laughs> name. So uh, good to actually have a full understanding of what that username is. Don't know how that one glossed over me, but shout out to him, one of our biggest supporters on this podcast. Absolutely love and love that he's supporting us. And we wanted to show a little bit of support back. And I said, hey, send me one of your teams. We're just going to review it on the show and we're going to use it for this little roster construction and going into the off season now series that we're going to do over the next two weeks for y'all during this holiday season. So the one that he sent me, Team is uh, not doing very well. It's an 0-14 team this year. However, he doesn't even own the 101 because of some funky funky ways that they do the pick scoring and how how the picks play out during the playoffs. But we're going to break it down. It is a 10-team super flex Start 11. It is technically a Start 13, but we don't value kickers or defenses as actual fantasy assets. So Start 11, for our purposes, it is a lineup tiered PPR. One- One point for the wide receivers, a half point for the running backs, two tight end premiums, so a very heavy tight end premium where they do actually matter in this format. Six by negative two quarterback scoring for touchdowns and interceptions, 0.25 point per carry. And then we're going to get into a little bit of, I'll just do the picks before we get into the actual players. He does own his first. That's either going to be the 103 or the 104 this year, as well as a playoff 107 to 110 first. And those are the things that actually matter for this team going into the offseason.
1: Love that, yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, it's definitely you know it, when you go in and fourteen, you know what you're dealing with. You probably don't have a lot of pieces in place, but that that helps out as well. Knowing the tiered PPR aspect, um, so we'll kind of get into the the war here in just a moment. Uh, do you want to do the team first, or should we just dive right into kind of like the what the war chart itself looks like?
0: No, let's go to the war tool. Let's go to DestinationDevi.com. We pulled this one before we got on. If you want to see the war tool, reach out to us and we can pull that up for you and we can send that out. Y'all can look at it. And the best thing about it is it's built for this league specifically. But whenever you go to DestinationDevi.com, you put in your sleeper address. I don't even I'm not even in the league. He just sent me his sleeper ID and I can pull up his war for this specific league and get it fully pulled up. You can do it for yours as well. Scott's talked about this. Ray has talked about this. Absolutely fantastic tools over at destinationdevy.com Go sign up, get access to all the tools over there. Trinity Tracker as well. Absolutely fantastic tools to elevate your fantasy game to the next level. And we're going to do that right here with this team. So, looking at the war chart, we see the running back wide receivers quarterbacks and tight ends all broken down in terms of a kind of scatter plot line graph that's going to be shown to us and we see cmc is the absolute beast in this league whenever you have a 0.25 point per carry you have that one ppr for wide for them as well for the half ppr just the best fantasy asset as far as scoring in this league by a long shot quarterbacks are actually a little bit deflated here and then wide receivers across the board are the best that two tight end premium does allow you to have an actual tight end that does match pretty much all the way through where we look at about quarterback or tight end 15 here is probably where that really cut off actually starts negatively attributing to your war overall so a very balanced league more so than what we look at from a lot of leagues and quarterback scoring is actually a little bit depressed even though it is a six by negative two because you do have so much boost to all of the other positions with the point per carry the tiered ppr yeah, we can actually
1: drop this uh, image in, uh, uh, you know, on the X post when we have this so you guys can see kind of the position by position breakdown, see where that negative war really starts to kick in. So just kind of looking at it here, you got 21 quarterbacks with zero war or more, but there is a huge flat here. Basically, there is a top five this year, which is going to be like Brock Purdy, Lamar, Dak uh, Jalen hurts and Josh Allen. And there's a massive flat tier from quarterback six all the way to kind of quarterback 19. Even, um, there's a, you know, some variation within there, but at the same time, they're all getting you, you know, positive war. That's kind of where that chart flattens out running back. Same kind of thing. You mentioned CMC after that, it's a massive drop, kind of a flat tier from two to almost 10 12 range and then we have a little bit more of a dip and it just sl- gradually goes down all the way into the 30s so you got 33 running backs that have positive war wide receivers here same kind of th- concept five wide receivers that really matter then you got another cluster of about seven um, and then it kind of flattens out from wide receiver 13 all the way down to 33 and you even have i think 40 41 42 40. we have 43 wide receivers with positive Wars zero war or higher and then same thing at tight end we got two true war difference makers a little bit of a gap with Sam laporta and then you have a massive flat tier uh from essentially tight end five all the way through you know just it does have a more gradual decline but it does go all the way down to I believe quarterback or uh, tight end 16 for for positive war exactly and so
0: if we're looking at this it is it is a league where the tight ends are actually going to matter a little bit more and what we're going to be pulling a lot of from here is from scott connor's roster construction series hopefully you've been listening to that on this channel on the destination Debbie radio channel over the last five weeks he wrapped that up really well and i think we're gonna if you haven't listened to any of that for some reason and you're listening to us don't know why that's the case but go back listen to those and we're going to be pulling a lot from that because this is one of those lineup leagues it is a 10 team so it's a little bit Bit different from the normal structure of what he put as his basis out. So we will vary a little bit compared to what his optimal roster construction was. There's a lot of things going on here. So it will vary a little bit, but a lot of that is going to be derived directly from that. So we're going to try to build this roster and look at what the current roster construction is and try to tweak it to what we think would be the optimal roster construction going through this offseason. In the next year, can this team compete? What are the moves that we need to make to get this team into a position where it's going to be? optimally constructed going into the off season and either ready to compete for 2024 or does it need probably one more year of retool
1: to where it can try to compete in 2025 yeah so we'll we'll break down the team here in just a moment and as you mentioned so check out what scott connor's uh, roster construction series was you have time over this holiday break take advantage of it i know no one's really working if you're out there actually sitting at your job right now and you have to work the day after christmas I know, I know what you're doing. You're just hanging out, right? Listen, go back, listen to some pods. Make sure you check that out. This is going to help you out immensely as you you start to construct your, your teams for the offseason. So um, let's just dive right into the team itself. We're going to go position by position, kind of break down the wh- where this team is at. You touched on some of the draft capital, but we'll start at quarterback here. So quarterback-wise, um, sounds okay, but you have Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Desmond Ritter, and Jaron Hall. So it's very shallow. One of them is missing a Achilles still, or it's, you know, on the mend. And one of them might be missing his job by the time uh, the season rolls around next year. So right now you got Kyler Murray and some question marks, you know, what is, what are your thoughts on this right now? I mean, is it, we,
0: we definitely are like, we definitely are lacking at this quarterback room right now. Uh, We we've gone through this. Pretty drastic change about how we evaluate quarterback position over the last couple of years. We see all of these quarterbacks year over year just go down due to injury. Now, it's a little bit different here because we are in a 10 team compared to a 12 team. So you don't have as many quarterbacks. That you can just constantly flip. But I still want to be a little bit stronger than what we're currently at here. I love Kyler as my quarterback one. I don't need to go up into that quarterback elite tier. I don't think this team really is going out there going, hey, I need to get into that BAM tier of quarterback. I don't need to get to the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Kyler's good as my one, but we need help here in our quarterback too. Kirk Cousins, we don't really know what he's going to be going into next year. Is he even healthy at the beginning of the year? Does he have a job at the beginning of the year with the, with the Vikings or anybody else? Is he going to free agency? Hard to say right now with where he is in his Achilles recovery. And then, like you said, Desmond Ritter just got benched for Taylor Heineke over this past weekend. We don't know how that turned out for him. Maybe Desmond Ritter came back in and he balled out. Probably didn't happen, though. So you've got that. And then Jaron Hall backing up Kirk Cousins, even though Nick Mullins is taking the start. You need some help here. And And I would love to I would love to fill this out with a couple more quarterbacks. But we'll get into a we'll get into a little bit more of the roster construction. But this room does need help.
1: Speaking of a room that needs help, we have the running back room where our star Nick Chubb uh, is 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 out. So obviously he's he's your your star studded running back that you have for this team. Tank Bigsby, Antonio Gibson, Ty Chandler, decent piece um, at least for the moment. And then Dalvin cook. So very shallow. Some, you know, based on the draft capital, which we'll get into probably sold off a bunch of the running backs and, and is kind of holding what he has right now going into to next year. Ty Chandler might be a, a decent piece. We'll see what uh, additions Minnesota decides to make this offseason season and that running back room. But this also needs some work right now. Correct.
0: It's, it's very shallow and I fully understand getting off of all the running back assets because running back in the current position in the landscape of dynasty that it's in right now, doesn't hold much value going forward. However, we're at the point of the season right now to where we're done flipping running backs uh, in, yeah. in this league. We assume that the trade line is done. Even if it's not, you only have one more week to try to flip anything. Maybe you could get something for Antonio Gibson, Ty Chandler, but we're past that point. Now we're, we're looking to the off season. We're looking at how we want to construct this room. And it's just incredibly shallow for the, where, for where we want to be. Uh, we, we do definitely need some work to try to get this thing to an optimal roster construction. But the next room is where, all of these pieces fit yeah. because this is a. Uh, we'll put a little bit more context to this. This is a 33 total man roster. I believe we have 21 starters, eight taxi, which is a very large taxi, and then four IR. So you have a total of 31 that you could be rostering at any time. The 33 that you could be rostering at any time. A lot on that taxi, but we need we need to divert some assets probably over to this running back room. But let's get to that wide receiver room where we see a lot of these roster spots start to get taken.
1: Yeah, so we have, you know, we do have the stud in Jamar Chase. We have that out there. You have an injured tank Dell, which is, which is perfectly fine. Jaden Reed, Jahan Dotson, Deontay, Deontay Johnson, Romeo Dobbs, Demario Douglas, Jonathan Mingo, Michael Wilson, Traylon Burks, Josh Palmer, Dontavian Wicks, Tutu Atwell, Trey Palmer, John Mechie, Parker Washington, Darnell Mooney, Xavier Gibson, and Alan Lazard. So we got a plethora of wide receivers as far as number game goes, if this was best ball, it might be a, a little bit better feeling. But at the same time, you really have the one stud, kind of a teardrop off there with what we've seen from Tank Dell and obviously him being banged up. Deontay Johnson, Jaden Reed, and then, you know, Jahan Dotson right now, kind of uh, man missing in action. So bodies, but there's there's some room here, so we'll kind of explore this. What are your thoughts on some of this, like the, the depth that we have? Is this kind of where you're going to be doing a lot of cutting at this point?
0: It's it's not cutting. I mean, you need you need to obviously explore a lot of things here. You, you need to explore the potential of, hey, can I package three of these guys up to, just to try to get a pick? Because we're talking about this, and it's a 10-team start 11 equates out to about a 12-team start 10, 12-team start 9, right, kind of in between there. So how many of these guys are, ever going to hit your roster like if you're actually rostering or if you're actually putting in an active lineup xavier gibson at any point parker washington john mechie at any point you're, you're in pretty rough shape especially with the numbers that you do have here all of these guys have a little bit of a name and so i don't mind rostering the guys most leagues are probably going to roster them but they're not the type that i really want to hold on my roster just to see if they can become anything because what happens to most of these guys they go 20 catches per 210 yards in a season and i never i never start them they never hit a lineup they never have any trade market flexibility they're never any name that anybody wants to trade for in a spot start situation and then what do they do they just sit there and they hold the roster spot and so th- this is the this is the biggest room for me that i think needs a little bit of critiquing going forward just because of how many assets you have here. And what I think you could probably do with them on the market is just very, very limited. So it's probably a lot of burnt roster spots here.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, though, there is some name value here. There's some people that, like, there's... There's some potential hopium with some of these names, whether that's Demario Douglas, Mingo, Traylon, Josh Palmer, with the potential exit of of Keenan Allen. Like you can sell yourself and some others on some hope with some of these names. Um, so not all is lost, as you mentioned. It might be an opportunity to uh, to capitalize on some of that this off season, but we'll dive into to some of that here as well. Looking at tight end, wrapping out the actual position groups. We do have Trey McBride. So great core piece there with Trey McBride. Uh, Chiggy, Yeah, Chiggy Okonkwo, Greg Dolchich, Noah Fant, and then Jeremy Rucker. So it's a tight end room. You know, you got some bodies, you got some serviceable pieces, but you do have at least the, the anchor with Trey McBride.
0: Yeah, it's a very good tight end room. Love love having the Trey McBride with the hype that he currently has right now, probably getting up into what potentially top three tight ends as we enter into the offseason. As we really start to re-rank all of our – as we go into the offseason, we start to do our rankings for what we think is going to be 2024. We start to put all of these startup drafts. I think Trey McBride might be up there, at least in the top five, probably in the top I, – I, I could see him sneaking into that like tight end three with Sam Laporta, probably – I would assume Mark Andrews once he gets healthy is still going to be up there. Then Dalton Kincaid up there as well. I don't really know. Hawkinson. Kelsey's Kelsey's going to take a fall. Hawkinson's going to be the one as well. That's probably the the one that I was leaving the out top there. Five so, is
1: safe, I think.
0: Yeah, but that, but he's definitely going to be up there in top six, top five, and in in a two tight end premium. It's going to be a very highly valued asset. So definitely love having the Trey McBride here. You do have two nice pieces that I actually think are worthy of rostering here, Okonkwo and Greg Dolchich. Noah Fant and Jeremy Ruckert are on that edge where even in a start, even in the two tight end premium, do I really care? Um, Ruckert, I do like the name and I like the upside, but Tyler Conklin's going to be there and he's going to, he's going to have the role going into next year with Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, Noah Fant if the Seattle Seahawks actually used only one tight end, unfortunately they use three. They're kind of like the Colts where you really don't want any of them, but if they could all combine into one, they'd be a powerhouse tight end. Unfortunately, they use three or four of them every single game and you can't ever depend on any of them.
1: Noah Fant is a free agent this off season, So like there is the, there, you know, we always have a little bit of sort of hoping, there. Yeah, I mean, it can't get any worse than the, the tight end by committee approach that Seattle has. So, I mean, you you hope we, we've all been waiting for for this opportunity and now we're going to see, an you know, uh, a, a mature Noah Fant and it takes some time for tight ends to break out. Maybe this is the year. So, again, Hopium name, it's not looking good right now, but uh, I think a landing spot might give some people some sort of hope for him.
0: Mike Kosicki 2.0.
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, and that's a potential outcome. So, um, yeah, man. so like when, when we really break down the skill positions here, like when you go look at the the war chart, um, he does, you know, right now, basically when you when you look at kind of the the skill positions that he does have, it's not it's not great. um, but at the same time, I think he has a total of one quarterback that's positive war, four wide receivers, no running backs. and then he has one tight end. So you got, you know, a handful of players that have kind of cracked the war chart this year and kind of give you some hope going forward as far as uh, pieces to build around. So now let's get into the roster construction. You mentioned it's a 21-man roster with eight taxis, four IRs, so 33 total positions that you have flexibility with, maybe 29, especially once we get into the offseason at this point. So you have four potential cuts uh, since you can't have those IRs, but you have that flexibility depending on your league. Really, where? what are your thoughts with the roster construction? How do you want to break this down for a 10-team start 11?
0: Yeah, so we were talking about this one a little bit before the show started. We were kind of playing around with the numbers of how, how do we get to that maximum of 33? And I, I guess we can kind of cut that down to 29 right now. Uh, you you probably had one you probably cut one from each position from where we were where we were talking as you're going into the off season if you do have to cut those ir slots right so where we're probably looking at The roster construction series that Scott did, the the drastic change is going to be those backup quarterbacks, right? We go from this NERB on a 53 to kind of trimming that down and trying to roster these backup quarterbacks as we see so much attrition through the season over the past four years. We've seen the number of starting quarterbacks grow year over year over year to I think we're probably going to hit close to 70 this year. Uh, By the time the season's over, by the time that we get to this recording, uh we're almost going to see 70 starting quarterbacks take a snap As the true starter, just not even just in a game, but as the starter for a game, which is just absolutely crazy, but that's the, we try to eliminate injuries as much as we can, but the matter of the fact is that the attrition of the position is still heavy, but we cut it down from a 12 team standard format that we were talking about at the roster construction series down to a 10 team and i don't think the quarterback position is as that much of an attrition because most people will probably be rostering about this many so i still want to roster backups because of the attrition but i don't want to just be trying to hoard the market of backup quarterbacks because everybody else is probably almost just as secure as me so where we came into is probably five to six quarterbacks running backs i probably want to go to 13 or 14 here Wide receivers 10 to 11, and then tight ends four, four, five, especially with the tight end premium. You know, with the 1.75, 1.5, no tight end premium, especially. The tight end you don't want to be rostering all these guys but whenever you get to two it's a completely different game where you can actually start to flex these guys in week over week and that's where i'm okay with holding a lot of these guys like the Oconquos, even the fans um that, that we have on this roster here i'm okay with holding these guys so where we're where we're at quarterbacks six to seven running backs 13 12 to 14 wide receivers 9 to 11 and then tight ends three to five
1: Perfect. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, a great breakdown. I think that's the big thing when you're, uh, you you touched on the 10-team aspect of this. Uh, the trade market is going to be very different. You have a couple less teams to trade. Uh, people aren't going to be as stretched thin at the position either, so like, there might be some more security with some of these uh, position rooms. But um, when you're starting 70 quarterbacks, that market still should be there. If you have the right backups, you definitely want to have a few of them. Uh, right now, Jaron Hall probably is not the one. But hey, you know what? We, we had the right idea. You got a backup. We just got to be a little more strategic with those backups and, uh, and figuring out how we want to piece this thing together. So um, now that we've gotten into that, let's really start with kind of some ideas, right? Like we, I do want to touch on all of the draft capital before we jump into full-on trade conversation here, just for full transparency of the, the capital that's on the squad. You did mention there's a 107 to 110 First. So it's in that, that range right now, uh, don't know the exact landing spot and then his first, which will be the one Oh three or one Oh four. So we have two, you know, mid first is what we'll just round it out as two mid seconds, two thirds, and then 25 capital. We have two firsts, three seconds, three thirds, and you know, fourth, and then we have 26. So. There is capital here to make some moves, which is which is great. So we have the potential to to rebuild some of these different position groups, just figuring out how we want to use, you know, four first over the next two years, five seconds and five thirds over the next two years. So we have that that capital at our disposal. And I feel like we have to start the conversation with quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think we do have to start there uh, what you're I mean, truthfully, what you're really hoping for here is that you land in that 103 what you re you really need to try to land in that 103 will probably we-, we will actually know for this specific roster whether we have the 103 or the 104 unfortunately we don't know that right now but that 103 whenever you can potentially get either the caleb williams drake may marvin harrison or maybe jaden daniels starts to sneak up in there potentially with that rushing upside you know obviously not a true anthony richardson profile but He's gonna he's gonna profile as the rushing quarterback of this class, in my opinion. So I think he could potentially sneak up in there as well. So maybe you do have a top four here. And then truthfully, you're you are in that two tight end premium. I think you can actually start to consider the Brock Bowers type to get up in here as well. So I think you're actually pretty good with that 103, 104. You probably have a pretty good path to at least pivot either out of that pick or make that pick if you really need to. You know me. I'm gonna say to pivot out of that pick and just actually get a legitimate NFL steady position player at at the with that pick already. Um, I don't really want to be making that pick, even if I am on the rebuilding team. I'd rather just take the known asset. You miss out on the CJ Stroud types, but you also don't take the Bryce Young at 103, and you don't hit that landmine as well. Um, so. The the one hundred and three here is going to help a lot. I think that's where you, really where you need to try to be securing your quarterback to here because Kirk Cousins, Desmond Ritter. I don't think either of those get view any security going into twenty twenty four. I, I do think we need to have the conversation though. Before we really start this, we've gone through the team. Is this a team that can compete in twenty twenty four, or is this a team that needs to try to retool? Because that's where my that's where my decision starts at. Of I, I I probably take the quarterback regardless, but going forward, I need to figure out whether I'm actually trying to compete with this roster in twenty twenty four, or whether I'm just trying to be in that like, hey, I'm trying to I'm I'm not going to burn this to the ground, but we're going to be in the retool. I'm going to try to get as many firsts as I can, and we're just going to try to roll this thing into 2020. Twenty-five.
1: I, I don't. When it when it comes to retooling or rebuilding, um, I'm more of that retool mindset where like I still want to keep core pieces in place. I don't want to burn things to the ground, especially when I already have capital like it's not like he is desperate for capital where where I'm like oh my gosh I need to I need to sell Jamar Chase and get like a a first and a, you know a player can I get a package that works out well so I'm not personally right there I feel like where with where I'm at with with the assets that he has I do think that a retool of sorts where you solidify rooms. So, you know, figure out. Uh, I, I, that's why I kind of started with with quarterback. I don't think it's a competing team, but I do think it's a team that's not going to be the 101 in 2025. I right. think you can make this into a middle of the pack team. You know, if you're looking at Dynasty Daddy, you're talking about like a, a, a frisky team potentially that might sneak into the playoffs if you make the right moves and can, can acquire the right assets. But I do think that this is a, um, building process trust the process type of move where you give it one year get the right pieces if it breaks for you great you can make some additional moves if not then you're looking at 2025
0: yeah i'm right there with you i think we're taking that 103 we're trying to secure a quarterback or we're taking the 103 the 104 whether that's brock bowers whether that's the quarterback that we draft whether it's a quarterback that i can trade for in that top eight or so quarterbacks that i think are pretty locked in to be there in 2024 they're going to be first round draft capital assets whenever we get to the point of startup season i think you can probably trade that pick either to get one of those guys or you can just make the pick for Jaden daniels if you really believe in him or if somebody takes that marvin Harris in front of you because it is a 10 team does does the people in front of you actually need quarterback and so I think you could easily see a Drake may fall to 103 104 where you could actually be able to take that pick and I think this is pretty pretty well set up for you to fix that spot and it's probably going to be with that pick with the assets that we currently have that we're looking at
1: yeah I, I I'm gonna assume the 103 Cause I want to, to manifest that for this because like the one Oh four, there's nothing wrong with it. You know? Yes. You could take another quarterback, but I, I would love to, to know that it's Drake may Caleb Daniels. It's just, do I want to take the risk on that? But I want to make sure I have one of the top two or Marv. And so I can at least kind of operate with that. Like that pick right now, like let's just assume you're going to hold that pick. You can, you can make a move. You have the ability to make a move, but like my curiosity is because of, of where, what we're seeing with the quarterback position, uh, with what we're seeing with, uh, you know, the, the, just looking at the war chart itself, but even just looking at the points that these quarterbacks are putting up, would you rather try and take that 107? Can you take that that mid first and try and go get yourself another quarterback? Do you think you can go find yourself a Jordan Love or a Jared Goff? Because I'm looking at some of these teams and there's a couple teams, teams. Um, Let's see here. Lady cringe here has Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, and Geno Smith, Kenny Pickett. Like, can you can you go get Jared Goff for for a pick? Is that something that you'd even entertain, or because you're looking two years down the the road, you want something a little bit better than Jared Goff?
0: No, I think it's I think it's a very viable strategy to go. Hey, like let me let me pivot down to those quarterbacks, but I don't really want to be making that. I don't want to be making that pick and making that move with that capital what i really want to do is say hey i have that high leverage quarterback asset that everybody wants and then tear down off of that once i have it because if i can get into that top end quarterback range then i can pivot down from there and then start to replace Mm -hmm. the quarterback the tight end the running back that i actually need to build out the rest of this roster i don't know if i don't know if i can do that with just burning that pick directly for a quarterback
1: so uh, the like the 107 though like keeping the 103 out so that, that's that's the one i'm curious because i definitely don't want to move the 103 at least at this point i want to make sure we build some draft hype but 107 wise you still you'd still rather hold that pick for the time being than than make a move like that
0: yeah no i just i'd much rather play the quarterback to market um we're looking at a war graph that doesn't actually matter all that much compared to the other positions normally we see that the quarterback War graph is much higher than the running back and wide receiver positions. Typically, until we get down to like quarterback fifteen or so, why would I not just spend one of these seconds that I have and buy a quarterback there? I think that I can buy the Baker Mayfield, the Matthew Stafford. You're talking about, uh, you're talking about golf. You're talking about Geno Smith. Any of these guys that can literally just fill in for me whenever I'm not really in a full compete now win now mode, I'd much rather just buy a quarterback two that can get me to like maybe making making my the back way into the playoffs. And I'd much rather do that than spending the one Oh seven on that. We're so devoid at wide receiver right now at actually mattering wide receiver that in the one Oh seven range with the wide receiver class that we have coming in, I'd much rather just use that on the rookie or just spend it and flip it for one of the wide receivers that are in that flat tier range of about the wide receiver, 12 to the wide receiver 18 right now, which you're probably going to fall into in that background of the wide receiver range. Uh, I'm not using that pick to fix my quarterback room.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was just kind of curious to see because I, I definitely don't want to move the, the early one. So let's say we can take those two mid seconds um, and explore some quarterback options so like it, that. Is that really where you would start like in, in this in this offseason? Is that where you would start with those picks? Just kind of wanting to to kind of pinpoint because like if you had Kyler Kirk cousins and let's say you can spend two seconds. Cause I don't think you can do it for a single second. I don't think you can get golf for a single second, but like maybe if you spent two seconds, is that worth your while? Even though you're a rebuilder spending your, your, your early to mid capital on a, on a quarterback
0: there with with the war graph as it is all that i care about is literally just the production that it's going to give me a little bit of security is nice and the guys like Goff that are probably going to get a contract over the off season but no i'm just i'm just looking for a true body that's going to give me at body, least okay. one season that has a little bit of upside to potentially go on for a couple of years um, if you were to go back to the start of the season, the Baker Mayfield types, even the Ryan Tannehill types, like liter- Derek Carr, anybody that's going to, in my projections, give me at least a year, I don't even want to spend two seconds. I'd want to spend like my back end second just to try to throw at a random quarterback, especially in a 10 team where people probably are holding like four quarterbacks that they don't really need. Let me just throw out a random pick to get one of these guys and actually have a room going into
1: 2024. Yeah, I'm trying to look through some of these rosters here. I was trying to see like if Russ was on a team. You have Baker on a team where that has Tua and Lamar, so you have some opportunities there um, that you might be able to explore. I mean, I don't even want to say Justin Fields, but uh, you know, you have you have some some names out there that, that have some. You know, Matthew Stafford. It looks like he's benched on a team with Dak and and uh, Patrick Mahomes. So like those are the teams like trying to find a team that has quarterback depth that may not need. That actual asset is kind of what I'm trying to look at here. Again, the team with Jared Goff actually has Geno Smith as well. So you have you know Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Kenny Pickett. I uh, don't necessarily know if I know if I would want to go after Kenny Pickett right now, but you know you have a couple options there. Uh, I'm just kind of wanting to point out some specific teams that might be able to. Give you some flexibility with with going and getting a, a QB option for that price range. So um, yeah, that's it, kind of it, the ones I'm looking at there.
0: It's not even a thing that you have to do this off season right now. You don't even have to do it with 24 capital. We looked at our 25 capital and we have yeah, three as well. We can do that deal at any time for any of the quarterbacks that are just starting. Right. So I'm not even looking to do this, this off season, potentially like just throw a 25 second, whenever we get to the season, whenever we know who's going to be a starter that somebody doesn't really believe in that may, may not make it the entire year. Even if you threw that at like Desmond Raider, at least you're getting that production. Right. So, um, I'm not trying to fix it this off season, but potentially eventually trying to fix that position with just any body that's better than what I have right now. But I'm certainly not spending high capital on it because of these war drafts that we're looking at. It really doesn't matter that much. I just need
1: somebody to fill the void. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I- yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you to a point. I don't want to get too grimy just because I do want to make sure that like it, it's an asset that I can can potentially use. But yeah, I, th- I like the idea of where we're at with the, using those seconds versus utilizing the first capital um, on some of those key pieces. So then I'm going to skip running back for now because I feel like the room that we need to focus on the most here is wide receiver. Uh, because one, we have a ton of bodies at wide receiver, but we also know that this is the room that we want to trim down the most in terms of roster construction wise. So I believe we have what 17, 16 different uh wide receivers currently rostered. And of those, it's what Jamar Chase, Tank Dell, Jaden Reed, Deontay, maybe Jahan Dotson. <laughs> yeah, you Mingo. even get
0: questionable Jahan Dotson, Jonathan Mingo, Douglas Burks, Michael Wilson. Josh Palmer, Dontavian Wicks, like that's where I cut off. Once we start getting down to the 2 2 at will, Trey Palmer, John Mechie, Parker Washington, Darnell Mooney, Xavier Gibson, Alan Lazard, those are almost cut candidates. Like those are the guys that you're just sending out, hey, uh, I'll- auto accept trade offer any third any fourth any 25 third we're we're almost taking anything for these guys not taking not taking exactly anything but where we really need to trim this down we need to move this into the backup quarterbacks that we wanted to get to that five to seven range of backup quarterbacks and we need to move this into running backs because those are the guys that you're actually going to be able to flip during the season i mean you you can look at all the guys we saw this year it's the Trey Sermons that we just saw have a little bit of a viable window that just got it got into a job. Uh, it's the Kyron Williams that eventually get into a job. Mari de is that eventually get into a job and actually have relevance as a movable asset for a week or two. None of these wide receivers are ever getting to a point. More than likely, at least, none of these wide receivers are ever getting to a point where they actually have fluidity within a trade market. Like, go, go try to put all these wide receivers on an auto-accept trade block. Nobody comes calling for them because who's actually going to need them to put into their lineup? You need to have somebody that's just actually so bought into the fact that maybe Xavier Gibson is going to be the wide receiver two or the slot wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers next year. And they're actually willing to pay a third or a fourth it's few and far in between. And I'd much rather hold that at the spot that has a week to week, more liquidity market than wide receiver ever does.
1: Yeah. So then looking at some of this, like where, where do you want to start? Do you want to start at the bottom? Try to, like you said, try and try and get those thirds and fourths um, packaging them together. If you needed to get a pick, things like that. Is that where you're going to start to try and trim down? Or do you want to start at the top and try and explore some big time trades?
0: There, there's one thing at the top that you got to start with, though. Uh, whenever whenever we start at the top, it's got to be Jamar Chase. We're we're devoid, well, honestly. Like if I'm if I'm going to be real with it, we're devoid at wide receiver talent. Whenever you drop off from Jamar Chase, Tank Dell, as much as he's being hyped up right now, I think it's a little bit overinflated as a Texans fan. So Tank Dell, perfectly fine holding him in the next offseason, seeing where he's at once he gets back and healthy and playing into 2024. But besides that, then you go into Jaden Reed. All those guys that you talked about, they're like flex options. I don't want to be starting those guys in my three wide receivers that I have to start every single week. I'm fine getting, putting those guys in my flex as like my wide receiver five, wide receiver six, but I don't want those as my core seven. Uh, I need I need higher than that. And so I, I think the big thing that we really need to look at here and look at through this offseason is trying to get the best package that we can for Jamar Chase, and we need to split that into a – I'm trying to stay in the top five. I'm trying to find the person that values him as wide receiver one. Can I get something on top of Jefferson or can I get something on top of Chase to go down to Jefferson? Then can I get something on top of Jefferson to go down to CD lamb, AJ Brown, Amon Ross and Brown, and then trying to find a wide receiver, anything in that wide receiver, 12 to 16 range where I can tack that on top of the piece that I'm tearing down to, but I'm trying to stay in that top five. But if you can't, you you need probably two or three wide receivers out of Jamar Chase or picks as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's the tough thing again that we're talking about a ten team start eleven, and like I, I've been looking at this, I've been kind of thinking about it for for a little bit here, and like the more that I think about it, like there's part of me that wants to sell Jamar Chase and like make that move one, but I also know that I need star studded talent, and Jamar Chase is hands down the most insulated piece on this roster. You know, from positionally looking at wide receiver and how wide receiver is valued, but also because of, you know, it being Jamar freaking chase. So uh, so you have that like kind of at your disposal and I people will want him. And I just don't I, I don't think my first move is going to be going there. I would definitely see if you can capitalize on that tank Dell Jaden Reed hype, go to the Jordan love owner, see if maybe he wants to to have the the stack because, you know, Jaden Reed's going to be the number one. And, you know, we've talked about this when you really look at the Trinity and you're looking at like, you know, again, shout out destination, Make sure you check out the Trinity tracker uh, because there's a, a ton of good tools to really see how these wide receivers are actually being used. I like tank Dell, you know, when healthy, I think there's going to be the opportunity as long as they don't bring anybody into, to replace or, or kind of muddy the, the wide receiver mix, but like Jaden Reed, that offense, it's any given week, any given game. It could be any given skill player. And maybe Jaden Reed does uh, continue to grow and develop in this offense, but it's kind of like the chiefs, like you hope that Rasheed Rice gets his targets. You you hope that they kind of like separate themselves out and really become like a, a, a true wide receiver one or two, but realistically, Jaden reads more like that wide receiver three. You hope he has a wide receiver two week. And when you're plugging that into your lineup, like that's just a bunch of hopium. So like, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, sell that, that kind of artificial dynasty value and, see if I can move Jaden Reed along with some other like you're not going to move up by just getting rid of Jaden Reed you're gonna have to package some different things together here but he's one I'm looking to move off of for sure but at at the end of that list though I mean it's Tank Dell it's Jaden Reed Deontay Johnson Jamar Chase I think those are the tradable assets that are like people would be interested in in that wide receiver room
0: I would agree. And basically right along with you. I mean, when, whenever we're talking lineup, the first thing that we're always trying to do is the tier up, right? Uh, whatever we're, especially in, we're going to call this shallower. Um, yeah. Even if it's not shallow to a lot of people who are in like the start one quarterback or in one quarterback start eights, we still consider this decently shallow as in between a 12 team start 10, 12 team start nine. If we were to equate yeah. it back out to what we normally play in as our standard so it is it is a little bit shallower and you're you're going to be looking for those tear ups and i agree that most of these most of these wide receivers that are in this range right now while they're good pieces to have like i said I, I i don't think that we're ever really wanting to plug them into one of our three main assets at the wide receiver room i would agree on not trying to move jamar chase at all costs I want to explore every option, though, to try to get in that top five. Those five that I listed out of, or I guess the the other four, because I have a top five of wide receiver. It is the it is the Jefferson, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb and Raw. Those if I can get any yeah. if I can get the plus on top of any of those four and actually get something that I think could eventually hit my lineup more so than any of these other wide receivers tacked on top of it. That's where I'm going first, but I agree once you get past that point, I do think we need to start looking at either pairing picks with the wide receivers in that flat tier range that are outside yes. of what I would consider threshold to try to get into a threshold wide receiver and move up into that the, the DJ Moore type of range, move up into that Mike Evans, even if it's old and crusty and doesn't really fit the team aspect at that point, you can still probably trade that guy later for more than you would ever trade any of these guys that I really don't see ever excelling to anything more than just probably seconds in this league.
1: Yeah. And again, when you're again, shout out Trinity Tracker, make sure you you pull that up and check it out because there are a lot of these players that like are putting up points and that will put up points that are going to be number ones on their team and have that high upside that teams will want in season. And they're going to be very cheap this offseason. This is like one of the big things that, that where you and I differ from a lot of people like we're not afraid of buying age. Um, it just comes down to, you know, it, it, there's the risk reward like do you really want to hold on to a Dontavian Wicks and a two-two Atwell? Or can you can you find a way to get yourself, like you said, a Mike Evans, even a Keenan Allen? Like people are with the injury and him being 31, 32, but the moment he's healthy and on the field, you're gonna be able to get a second for for Keenan Allen. It's just it's just the way that those types of things work. Can you find a way that this the, the value is going to be depressed in the offseason because something might be old or unwanted? And then in season when they're scoring points, they're going to be an immediately coveted asset. You can't just hold the points though. You can't just sit there and hold it and just be like, Oh yeah, well look at that. Mike Evans is doing great. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm
0: in eighth, I'm in eighth place and I'm just <laughs> holding on to this.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like, that. Oh, yeah, it's of course it's your best receiver right now. But it's like, no, like you have to make sure you capitalize you know, on, on that profit that you can get, but look for those opportunities where there's going to be dips in, in dynasty value and fantasy value um, so that you can kind of acquire that. So I, I kind of want to break this down here because we are, kind of getting closer towards time just want to kind of look at a order of operations type of thing like how how would we break this down i mean we talked about quarterback a little bit here talked about some wide receiver tight end. i'm kind of okay with i'm really okay with the room Uh, yes
0: i'm honestly okay with the
1: room that we have so then for me the way i'm looking at this because running back is so volatile are you starting like quarterback wide receiver running back are you trying to, to get depth at the running back position? Like, where, where are you kind of thinking when it comes to this? Because I have an idea as well, and I just kind of want to get your thoughts first and kind of touch on where we can go.
0: Yeah, outside of down tearing Jamar Chase to get probably two locked in wide receivers, staying within that top five, top four that you can actually pivot down to. That's the first thing. But then I want to start trying to tear up all of these all of these depth wide receivers that I have that I don't really have a purpose for. I want to send three of those to try to get one wide receiver, free up my roster spots and then replace with quarterback running back. Do it again. Three wide receivers to go up into a range that actually matters fill it back up with running back and quarterback because we're we're so oversaturated here with the wide receiver. Uh, guys, again, that like we we would not consider threshold wide receivers. We're saying what was the number that we actually put out there? I think it was in the 10, 10 to 12 or nine to eleven range for wide receiver. We're sitting here at right. 17. So can I make three deals with tier ups of wide receivers and cut seven wide receivers off my roster and then backfill that with backup quarterbacks and with backup running backs any RB on a fifty three to where I can Start to redo this process of flipping all of those running backs throughout the year, as it looks like has gone on this year because he's not on the competing roster, but I need to reload. I just I don't want to be picking up all these two two at wells that I don't think are ever going to do anything for me. I'd rather just pick up another running back that I think next year, once we get into the season, can get me more capital to build towards this probably 2025 actually competing team.
1: Yeah, I think that's those are the two rooms I want to start with as wide receiver and quarterbacks. I want to optimize those rooms as much as possible right now. Uh, I want to get to the the ideal number, but I also want to get in a certain range. So like you know, Jamar Chase is currently in like you know whether you want to call him a threshold wide receiver, but he's like that an elite wide receiver. Tank Dell has you know uh, wide receiver two to three range potential. Like you you have some of these guys that have um, potential to to be a lineup starter week in and week out, but you also want to try and kind of cut that down. So you have some hope where Jonathan Mingo Demario Douglas, you know, some of, some of these guys will catch on, but you need to find the right team. So like uh, check out dynasty daddy, try and look at that. Maybe look at some of the teams in your league that are rebuilding um, or are, are, have poor records that maybe need some depth at some of these positions. You're going to have to pick the right targets out for some of these to, to really, see if someone's going to want Traylon Burks and Jonathan Mingo and can you go get yourself you know an upgrade you know once Keenan Allen gets cut this offseason like again knowing knowing some of these team situations is Josh Palmer going to get a bump in the offseason because oh look at that he's the wide receiver too he's he's uh, he's definitely better than QJ you know maybe he's even better than Mike Williams we'll see what Josh Palmer can be on this team like there might be some some bumps that some of these guys get, just because one, we've seen them do it on the field before. We've had hype for some of them. You know, Mingo's just a rookie. Like people are going to have interest in young, us. You know, I don't even call them ascending stars, but like young players that just had some sort of name, had draft capital, had excitement around them. Um, and can you utilize that to your advantage to just, just slowly, incrementally. Narrow this room down at wide receiver, accumulate draft capital, but also try and get yourself an upgrade um, at some of these positions. So I want to try and optimize wide receiver. And the more I keep thinking about quarterback, like I definitely I'm I'm good with a body. Like I'm good with a body. Like I I am. I I think that, you know, if I'm able to spend a second, just a single second to go get another wide receiver, I, I am going to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, can I find something that's a little bit more, whether it's going to be security, but like still being able to put up points. Can I find someone that's going to, to, to last a little bit longer than a Baker Mayfield? But at the same time, I think I'm good with it. Like if you can go get yourself a Baker, I'm just not targeting anyone that like might lose their job at the end of 2024. And, and that's just going to take a little bit of knowledge, whether that's, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, he he's, his contract is, is a little bit more expendable after 2024. Derek Carr a little bit more expendable it's like I don't want to spend capital on something that's just going to rent me a quarterback because I want some quarterback points especially since I'm not looking at 2024 so like those are the ones like I want to make sure I avoid just kind of wasting capital on a rental that may not actually be there for me in the long term or agree on 2024
0: Agreed, and if if uh, the best thing that I think we can do is use that one hundred three, one hundred four that we're yeah we're that's landing fair. into to try to use that. If it doesn't work out and we end up with like Marvin Harrison Jr. at like one hundred three, one hundred four, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. And actually, if I land at one hundred three in this league, I'd probably, I'd much rather have Marvin Harrison than either yes. of the quarterbacks at that point. So, I, like that, that's secondary almost to if we fall into it. So, uh, that's probably first option to try to use that one to actually get yourself into that quarterback that actually matters and is truly secure. That's probably first outcome. But if I can't do that. Again, not trying to make that move this offseason. Give me as much time as possible to let things play out as long as they need to. That's past the 2024 draft into 2025. Let me use one of those 2025 seconds to just throw at a quarterback, one of those replacement level quarterbacks that is going to be worth more. His production is going to be worth more than what his security is throughout the year. It's the Baker Mayfields, Matthew Stafford types. You could get this offseason. Now those guys are absolutely balling. Now you could fall into the trap of, you spend it for Jimmy G and you fall to zero. But what was the actual acquisition cost? It was just a random second in 2025. Is that really that detrimental to you? It's not that detrimental as spending your one Oh three and then drafting Bryce young.
1: I mean, and again, it's, it's tough to, it's it's easy to look back in hindsight and say, Oh yeah, Bryce young. But, but at the same time, like, you know, everyone had questions about it. Yes, he was the number one overall pick, but it's like,
0: and not, to just, oh, so him, it, not to just harp on him, not just harp on him because the, the situation has sucked for him. And I still do believe in Bryce Young, but it's the, it's the acquisition of capital, com- especially compared to what the actual war value is in this specific league in a 10 team league where you don't actually need quarterback where the quarterback war chart is below running back and wide receiver almost at every single point all the way through i don't need quarterback to be my difference maker and so i want to spend as as little amount of capital to fix that room as possible right now now when i get to that run whenever i get to that point of 2025 and i do have you know let's say i get another two 20 and then i can actually push in then yeah get me up to that josh allen get me up to that patrick Mahomes, jalen hurts at that point let me push in with that piece then because then those quarterbacks do matter but just getting the 103 as a quarterback as a rookie isn't going to mean anything probably for me in 2024 unless he's the next cj stroud unless he's the next rookie justin herbert it's probably not going to matter that much but i, I can at least make this team viable with just a body and so that that's where i'm at at the quarterback
1: okay no that's that's totally fair I, I i do think that when the time comes like finding the the true difference makers um, at the position is really what you'll start to do at that point. That's my one thing with Jamar Chase. Like, again, I want to explore the options. Again, if you can get the right deal, if you can get the right down tier where you can get like a first and a player, you can still stay in that same, like, you know, stay in the Lamb, uh, AJ Brown, Amon Raw range. Like, I, I'm interested in at least exploring those trade opportunities, but I'm not just doing it because someone's like, oh, yeah, here's Amon Ra in a second. And you're just like, I mean, it's a second, but like, is that really what I want to do? Like, no. So the, I just want to make sure it's the right move. And, and again, hit, hit us up on 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 X again at uh, at Cody Smith TFDR, at Trophy Chase TFDR. I know you guys know each other as well. So, uh, you know, as, as you get some trade opportunities and start actually engaging in trade conversations this offseason, start looking at that. But I do, you know, if there's some quarter, quarterback op- opportunities out there, like start trying to figure out a way to replace, you know, Jaron Hall. Right um is there anyone that you see here that you would cut that and just that's a wrap like there's no point in having this player right now i'd put
0: anybody below Dontavian wicks potentially on just chop block two two at well trey palmer john mechie parker washington mooney i guess has a little bit of upside but xavier gibson alan lazard any of those jeremy ruckert as well um you
1: cutting dalvin He's he's close. Um, he, he's he's right there as well. Yeah, it's it's getting there. I mean, I, the the reason why I'm looking at that is like if there's something on waivers, like don't be afraid to to make a move. Like some of these guys, you know, it's like oh, well. they're landmines. All these wide receivers yes.
0: that I just listed off are just landmines. Just exactly. it, it doesn't matter. Like you think that there's some insulin That you think that there's a potential value with them, but nine times out of ten, probably ninety nine times out of a hundred all of these guys are just a wasted roster spot. And even if you could just drop them and somebody else picks them up for $1 fab, it's better used on their roster as a burnt roster spot than it is on yours. So the biggest thing here for me is trying to fix this roster construction to try to get what we're talking about, try to get those six quarterbacks, the 10 to 12 running backs, cut down to about 10 wide receivers. And then I think your tight end room is actually fine. The last thing I want to touch on before we get out of here is that last tight end room, Trey McBride. And I think this is a little bit more of a player take than what it is actually for a roster construction thing. But for this team specifically, I actually have some concerns about Trey McBride going forward. He's serving as the wide receiver one right now for this team. What happens when or when slash if they take, in your mind, Marvin Harrison Jr., and he's relegated to actually just being a normal tight end that's like Dallas Goddard? You know, it's because he's getting like 12 targets a game right now. That's not sustainable. Whenever you bring in a legitimate wide receiver, one, it's Hollywood Brown who's hurt with a heel right now. And then your next best wide receiver is what? Like Rondell Moore, Greg Dortch.
1: Hashtag I, not this, sustainable
0: hashtag not sustainable Trey McBride right now I love the talent and I love what he's putting on the field I think he's very good wide receiver. I think he's very good tight end but I do think he falls back down into this Evan Ingram David and Joku range of just like middling tight end after this
1: year and, and it's a possibility I mean tight end will have some fluctuation but the the, the big things that, that stand out for me is is one how they're utilizing him in this offense and, and I know there isn't anybody anybody else you know there but They've always like the, the Cardinals have always used a tight end in a specific way. Zach Ertz mm-hmm. always managed to to get fed, even though, though Hollywood was there and and uh and Nuke is there. So you has you have some historical. I know Gannon comes from a background with with you know Steichen and Siriani kind of like mindset where it's like, all right, well, they like to utilize tight end as well. So I'm not like totally writing him off. Can he slip back? Absolutely. It's it's beyond uh it's, it's definitely like a 40% outcome where he takes a step back versus him becoming like TJ Hawkinson. So I, I'm with you that there's some concern. I'm open to it. Like in the end, it is tight end. And when you really look at like where uh, McBride is at with, with war, I know he's come on more over the past, you know, five, six weeks than, than anything, you know, had some you know early on in the season. It was different, but I mean, what he's tied in nine, I believe tied in 10. Yeah, tight end uh-huh.
0: nine right now. So like that that's where I'm at of like, can I just yeah. can I just get Evan Ingram and in a plus on top of it whenever somebody thinks that Trey McBride wow. is going to be a top three tight end going into next year and get a decently sized plus on it whenever it's a start whenever it's a two tight end premium league, whenever they think he's going to be the next Travis Kelsey. If he gets yes. to that point, I'm I'm selling all my Trey McBride's. Not that I yes. have any, but
1: I'd be selling him if I had him. Yeah, no, I, I like that idea as well. I do think that's another place that you can extract value and still have production from. And Evan Ingram's a great name, just because for whatever reason, for whatever reason, just can never rise in dynasty value. Evan Ingram just constantly just gets crapped on, but you know by the community. But uh, yeah, I mean if you can get yourself a plus on top of on top of a uh, Ingram and uh, move off of your McBride, be open to it. Be absolutely open to it.
0: And I think that probably wraps up most of what we're trying to do here. If anybody else out there wants reviews like these, we don't do them right now, but Destination Devi does have that access to you at any time. You can do those through, I believe, the website. If you go over to there, you can ask for a roster review from one of our good friends, Ty and Kanja over there through the Destination Devi platform. I know there's different tiers as well. You can get sometimes, I think it's even Ray and Scott that'll do some roster reviews for you as well. So, yep, Shane, any of the DTI5 guys to do them as well. So... Definitely, if you want your roster reviews done like this, probably won't be our voices, but there are people that are honestly probably even smarter than us that will do exactly (laughs) what we just did here. And for all of you out there, this is the, pro. like, just go through this process for your teams. It doesn't matter that it doesn't actually matter the names that we're saying. It's the process that really matters here. It's the going through your teams, looking at the names don't matter at the end of the day. It is going to be getting your team to the right roster construction, seeing, hey, this guy falls between that. We have the Jamar Chase, we have the Justin Jefferson, and then we have all these wide receivers that are not at that threshold wide receiver range process over players, right? It's the DTI five logo, the, the hoodie that I'm wearing right now, as we're recording it's process over players, the player names don't really matter. You can do this exact same process with your team and your league with the war tool, with the Trinity tracker, and you can build your team optimally to move into 2024. And that's the process that we're trying to get you all to with our teams right now or the teams that we're highlighting over this week and the next week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, make sure if you do want a roster review, um, check out, hit up Scott, hit up anybody that you can in the Discord. Uh, check out the website. Again, the Trinity Tracker is available so you can help identify some different targets in the wide receiver and the pass catching range. And we also have the war tool. That's going to be a, a great sp- place to start as you start doing your assessments. You know, break it down ju- just like we did. It's It's a great exercise to go through with all of your teams so you can truly assess where you're at, what moves you can make, what, what pivots there may be, what opportunities you have to improve your roster. Um, and yeah, I think that pretty much wraps everything up here. Anything else you want to touch on before we roll?
0: No, just happy holidays. Once again, we're going to be back to y'all next week, basically doing the same exact thing. Overreactions, taking a little bit of a pause as far as the recap series. We'll get a little bit more into this type of stuff, the stuff that we really love. We're going to be into the off season, then we're, we're straight into draft season and startup season. It's going to be a fun so time. And so uh, hopefully I beat you as of this no. recording and uh, we're going to have a really good holiday season if that happens.
1: hate that you ended on that note (laughs) um yeah just uh appreciate everyone for tapping in hope everyone has a great holiday season love y'all again make sure you find us on on x at trophy chase the fdr at cody smith tfdr hit us up in the discord if you can be part of the heisman tier the dti five tier go over to destinationw.com, find a, a tier that fits for you make sure you do have access to the war tool and the Trinity tracker and all the articles and all the great things that are happening at Destination Debbie. Just because the season is over, this is when your time to shine actually happens. This is when you can improve as a dynasty manager. You can win the off-season. Like my Nebraska cornerhouse, we win the off-season. You know, it's like it, this is your time to shine. You may have gone 0-14, man, but it's all up and up from here. So uh, tap in, improve your dynasty process, improve your your manager skills, and we appreciate you for joining us here on the Overreaction Podcast.